G'day everybody, Sam Marwood here from Calder Bay Farms. So in November 2019, I had the chance to present the one hour farm ownership pathway plan to a crowd of over 300 young beef producers uh, at the Young Beef Producer Forum in Roma, Queensland. And so today I'm gonna to go through a bunch of the questions that were sent through during that presentation. Uh, and uh, there are around 15 of these questions that are all rippers and I thought we can't just let them go unanswered. So this is what we're doing, going through it. I had the pleasure of doing this presentation with Claire Coates, who's uh, from Freeland Pork, who along with her husband, Mark, were backed with an investor, our first farmer match with an investor. And it was great to have Claire there. She just showed that what we talk about as cultivate farms can come true, i.e. there are people who will back you. So if you haven't seen this presentation, uh, the link is there on our blog post. You can watch it. It's an hour long, super practical ideas on how you can get onto your pathway to own your farm. Uh, and it requires a lot of work. But if you want this, it's absolutely possible and there's everything we say. So the Young Farmers Network organized the event and um, they had these questions coming in uh, via the cloud. And so we've got them all sitting there. So we went through and uh, we've given an answer to each of them. And I hope you enjoyed um, this, we think, this is gold content that you should be mulling over ongoing um, to keep you motivated, to keep you those tactics to, to own your farm. So the context is we're giving super practical uh, advice to aspiring farmers on how to get onto that pathway to own their farm. The questions were ranked. So I'll start with the questions that are the lowest ranking uh, first. Uh, so leave all the rippers at the end, but I think all the questions are great anyway. Most of the answers are it depends which is what um, I guess we've figured out through developing Cultivate Farms is that we thought there was uh, one or two answers to how you get onto your farm, but we've realized it is just so varied. Uh, there are so many different ways it could happen. That's why you need to be aware of them all because life and farm matching is all about relationships. So you need to find those people who can back you into ownership uh, and the reasons why those people want to own a farm is many and varied. Some people want a small farm, some want a large farm, some want to invest because their grandparents owned a farm and they don't have that connection anymore. There's one, there's not one reason why anyone wants to farm. Therefore, there's not one solution for you getting onto your farm. Your job as an aspiring farmer is to hunt, have a, a thousand connections, networks across the country and where you want to farm with people who could potentially help you get onto your farm. Um, so you need to continually find those, those relationships. So let's kick it off. Uh, let's do the first question and we'll just go through one by one. How do you change employer slash farm owners mentality towards young people wanting to own a farm? Like when I first started out, I was told there was no possible way to own a farm unless you were born into it. Great question. This is why we started Cultivate Farms. We've never heard anybody say you can own a farm and we're saying it every day and people think we're crazy. Uh, but that's because people don't know or aren't made more aware of the possibilities of how you can co-own with somebody. So the first thing we uh, need to change is the mindset, uh, especially aspiring farmers. Just because someone says you can't do something doesn't mean that that is a truth. Uh, go and ask other people, Google it and follow us. We're telling you it is possible. We're not saying it is absolutely certain or that it's easy, but we're saying you can own a farm. It's just hard work and you need to partner with others to make it happen. And you need to know you want to do this. So watch our one hour video and it talks about barriers that you need to get around mentally to, uh, to work through to own your farm. 
The next phase, which is going to take longer, is to change mindsets of farmers and retiring farmers. We're asking retiring farmers to think about sharing ownership to transition off their farm or, or, or stay there forever, rather than selling um, uh, if you don't have kids to, to take it on. So, but sharing ownership with someone else's kids is a big concept to grasp and it's not for everyone. But for those that could do it, uh, we simply ask them to consider it. Kick it around, chat to friends, chat to your advisor and your family just to see if it's possible. We think that's a really massive step. Uh, we, we talked to a lot of retiring farmers who love the idea of sharing ownership while they step back. Uh, and we are certain uh, that it just isn't something retiring farmers have, um, oh, sorry, that it, it just isn't something retiring farmers have ever considered. So we want to get more case studies and get out there and, and show that it's absolutely possible. And it's a really good opportunity for those who, who can get their head around it. For current farmers, we want to encourage that if they are looking to employ a farmer, to work with them um, so, so that in order to keep them, attract them uh, and, and uh, make sure they're vested in the farm, you should give them some form of ownership. And this doesn't mean giving them equity in the land um, from day one, especially it just means that they're open to them building their wealth. So understanding what it is you could offer, understanding what this aspiring farmer might want and finding solutions. It could be that you let them buy into the, into the herd or the crop and share the risks, share the profits. Uh, maybe you reduce their wage so that they're, um, so they're sharing the cost of production and then, but they're sharing the rewards. It could be that you jointly buy a property next door that pops up for sale and you include that into the farm operations and you, you buy it together. There's just so many options. Um, it's about just having that discussion between each other to find it, to find a win-win. What advice do you have to give young people looking to invest in properties and competing with foreign ownership? Your unfair advantage is that you are young, motivated, passionate, or a strong person or couple who want nothing more to farm in that local region where that farmer is. That, we think, is irresistible to farmers. You just need to make sure you are approaching the farmers who are being offered deals from investors and corporates. So you need to be there before them at the same time and tug at the heartstrings and see if you can get a vendor finance deal and offer the farmer to see their farm realised and say part of the farm rather than selling and walking away. That is your differentiator that a corporate farm can never offer. Uh, and there are many farmers who love that idea. You can make sure the retiring farmer still gets the amount of money they want. They probably just get it over a five, 10, 15 year period rather than straight away. Again, we just want to get the word out there that it's possible to share ownership and transition in a win-win way. Uh, and so foreign ownership or corporates or whatever, um, no longer needs to be seen as a competitor for you. You just need to be motivated and get out there. I've done a video on this before, so there's a link there uh, to talk, that talks you through how you had that unfair advantage to uh, corporates and foreign owners. Wouldn't the investors and retired farmers want the best profits? So how do you make money to pay them? So there definitely are investors out there who are just in this for the highest returns possible. They're probably not the investors for you. Though. There are plenty of other people out there who could be suited to what you want and again this is life and finding a farm partner is all about relationships uh, if they these investors who want lots of money wanted to invest in the highest profits they probably wouldn't be investing into farming anyway they're probably using it as a diversified uh, arrangement but they still want fairly high returns um, but there are plenty of other lower risk uh, investments um, that they can be taking and there are plenty of other people who are keen to invest in the farms that they just don't know about you so again the answer comes down to relationships. You need to find an investor or a retiring farmer uh, who are like-minded, someone who understands the farm, understands you, understands the farming, and is prepared to wear the risks and help you mitigate them. 
if the investor is just after a big profit and isn't taking any of the risk with you, then we would get you to seriously reconsider whether you should go into business with them. The other side of this is that you are the farmer. You as the farmer need to know that you can make money from the farm and also that you can minimize the risk. It's your investment and your farm as well. You need to be confident in yourself and the farm. If you aren't, you shouldn't be partnering with anybody. Next question, with the recent loss of agricultural teaching institutions such as the ag colleges, how can the knowledge and skills from farmers who've been on the land for decades be passed on? We are keen on the idea of retiring farmers staying connected to the farm forever and the community. We're unpacking a concept called aging on farm. We're encouraging farmers to think through what do they need in place so they can stay on their farm until they die. Part of that is sharing ownership with their own kids or kids that aren't their own, but we haven't, I don't think anyone's really unpacked this before, so we're gonna have a crack at it. But one answer to this question around how we um, share knowledge between the generations is that if we do get more retiring farmers to stay on the farm and share ownership straight away, we're getting knowledge transfer from one generation to the next um, to that aspiring farmer. Well, also it means that retiring farmer can share to other farmers nearby because hopefully they're, they're freed up and they can spend that time doing whatever they want. Hopefully part of that is sharing their knowledge. Um, the other answer is that everyone has a phone and doing exactly what I'm doing right now, talking to my, it happens to be a laptop at this point, and talking and describing what I want. And you can do this with an interview with a retiring farmer and you can ask them questions around how their farms and why they farm that way and what their passion is and how things started and how they got on their farm. And you can document and share that information and video online. That would be really powerful. And I hope people take out that idea. Um, we definitely share that content. Are Cultivate Farms goals limited to farm ownership or do they extend to creating profitable agribusinesses? We do focus on farm ownership. That's our differentiator. And uh, we know that's the dream of most aspiring farmers. Now, when you say farm ownership, most people think about the land and business, but it can just be the land or it can just be the business. Or as, as I've said, it can be a combination. We don't care. Uh, we just want you to know what you want. Um, and we'll try and find ways to get you there. You're probably happy just with the business. You're probably happy just with the land. Again, we don't care just as long as you know what it is and you're fighting for it. Um, one of the things is uh, you being self-aware around what you want out of life and where you're going and you know, understanding your present situation, which is locking yourself into owning the land, keep you locked down when you know your family need to move on in a certain time, all those sort of things you need to factor in. But we encourage to think about farm ownership, uh, meaning many different things, just as long as you know uh, what you want, we will help you. What is the biggest roadblock young people who want to own a farm run into aside from personal motivation? There's a ton of answers for this, uh, but it varies from person to person. So I'll flick through them. Uh, here are my thoughts. Uh, look, this is after talking to hundreds of aspiring farmers. We're probably up to thousands now. Um, and a lot of time we hear what is stopping them pursuing their farm ownership. And so here about five or six. So knowing it is possible is number one. <laughs> Most people are just finding out about us and probably hearing about us and thinking we're a bit crazy. Uh, but once we start, they start seeing case studies, they'll have to say, oh, it is possible. Maybe I should keep going. And there, there's one roadblock gone. Uh, having people alongside you who will support you with the vision. It is a bit of a crazy idea to be a farmer. It's a beautiful thing, uh, but it's not for everyone. And you have so many people around you who don't get it and can't see why you'd want to waste your time doing that. You either need to get rid of them as friends or severely reduce the amount of time you meet with them and find the right people who get your vision to keep you going because it's a hard 
journey, the hard vision to follow. Patience, this is gonna take years. Uh, it will happen if you're good enough and you want it, but it will take years. It takes time to build relationships. And hand in hand with patience is persistence. You can't say stop when people say no. They will say no. You'll get a thousand no's uh, until you get one yes. It's your life. And if you want this dream, you need to be persistent and make it happen. Keep asking, keep proving you're the best and keep getting up every morning and asking people how you can get onto a farm. Willing to speak your vision. Uh, this I think is a big one. Most aspiring farmers we talk to are shy in a way of, um, of talking about their, their dreams of owning a farm. It probably does sound a bit cocky um, and they're probably not willing to put their, their neck out there and say that's their vision. But unless you talk it out, uh, people aren't gonna know that's what you want. You think about app developers, um, uh, they aren't shy about telling everybody they wanna build an app and they're millions of dollars. So why should you? You need to tell people or else how they're gonna know. Make sure you've got the skills. You've gotta be the best. You, know, you need to know the books. You need to know how to run a farm. You need to put your own money in as well and show you've invested in what little you have and to show you that you are willing to risk it and you're good with it. So they're probably the core ones. They're just simple barriers really, but a lot of it's mental um, and you can get over it and we want you to so you can get on own your farm. How many deals would a candidate look at before securing a successful farm? Probably between one and 500. <laughs> you know, it could be one farm and you find it and, and off you go. You know, like many farmers we're dealing with, it's, it's tens at least, maybe not 500. Um, you'll find dead ends and you just need to start again. You need to have heaps and heaps of opportunities on the go and you can't hold on, put all your hopes in one opportunity because even when it looks like it's gonna work, it might fall through. So make sure you've got lots of relationships, much, lots of opportunities um, and lots of mind bending thinking around how these opportunities can work to, to meet your dreams. How involved are the investors uh, that approach you wanna be in the farming business? So some investments, investors want a lot of involvement and some don't want much at all. Again, it depends on the individuals involved. I would say at the very least, the investor would wanna be a director in the company that uh, if you establish a company, um, or it could be that they just own the land and lease it out. Um, but they'd want some sort of involvement to make sure that the big vision for the land is being realized, i.e. you're looking after it well, and uh, that you've got a good chance of making money. So they probably come to the farm a couple of times a year and you have regular reporting that you need to do. That, that'd be the very minimum, all the way to them being you know, on the farm. Um, hopefully not uh, there every single day. Again, it's just, it's just based on the individual uh, and make sure you're comfortable with whoever you're partnered with. Do the arrangements result in profit sharing with the existing owner? Most likely this is the outcome, but again, it depends on the owner. There might be owners who just want land to bank and might be happy for you to keep the property running and not take any money. There probably aren't many of those people, but there are others who um, want to have the profits in the business and also want to realize the capital gains in the land. Either way, um, there will be some form of profit sharing. Practically, is the investor the one buying the farm then entering into an agreement with you? Or are you taking money from the investor to then go and buy a farm? So definitely the former. So the investor is the one buying the farm and entering the agreement with the aspiring farmer. Uh, you'll be going to some sort of formal legal joint venture partnership um, and you shouldn't enter into anything without an agreement and without some advisors helping you and make sure you're comfortable. But there is no way an investor would let you handle their money. That's probably the bottom line. They'll be the ones handing the money over to whoever's needed to make it happen. Um, so these partnerships, 
so go find the farm. You'll, yeah, you'll be partnered with them. Go find the farm together. Confirm how you run it and how it all works. But it'll be the investor, and which includes you, uh, being in control of where that money ultimately goes. Return on investment in ag is so low. How do you make a living and pay back your investor? Some operations just aren't profitable and maybe never will be. Those operations, we don't recommend you get an investor unless you want an investor's okay with taking a loss, but I don't know many of them. So unless you can show how you will make money while you're the best, how you reduce risks, I don't see why anyone would invest. So if you're thinking about a farm operation in an area that might be marginal and you don't, you struggle to make money for yourself, I don't think you should be thinking about an investor. Um, um, I think you should stick with a bank or, um, or some sort of vendor finance arrangement. But again, you, you never know. There's some investors who might have some other reason uh, for why they want to invest. And uh, again, you've got to find the right person. What returns in investment are the investors looking for when they invest? As I said at the start, all these answers are pretty much it depends on the investor. But some investors after a little, some after a lot. Um, we're not talking you know, app developer type you know, 10x returns. We're talking in the single digit returns is probably what most investors are after. And it's probably business and you know, operations plus capital gains. But there's probably other returns that you need to figure out that these investors want other than financial. So being able to stay on the farm and with your family, with their family on weekends or whenever, being able to come and help work, work on the farm, bragging rights, uh, might just be better than having in the bank at the moment. It could be some tax benefits. It could be nostalgic reasons um, and it could be there's a link to their current business so it makes sense to, for them to have a farm who knows but there are other reasons why people are investing and you've just got to keep unpacking them and, and see how you can pitch your farm to meet those needs how is ownership transitioning are the new operators reinvesting profits to the owner to effectively pay off the farm so the goal of cultivate farms is to for aspiring farmers to have to start with some ownership so buy in somehow get some sort of equity however small that might be and then increase that over time. There are many ways of that ownership uh, increasing and you need an agreement upfront with the investor, whoever you're partnering with, that, that you're going for a target. So with the Freeland Pork Farm, the target is the, the next gen farmers, Claire and Mark will earn and buy half the land, for example. Uh, you need to make sure that's locked in the start so everyone knows what the target is and then also you start working on strategies of how to get there. So it could be that you're reinvesting your profits if you're a shareholder um, back into the farm to reinvest and, and take more equity and buy the investor out, um, taking a lower wage and transferring that into uh, equity. Uh, you can do, do a profit share. There could be a bonuses. There could be many ways that you can increase your your share and things can pop up along the way. But as long as you've got that goal outlined at the start that this is about you increasing your wealth as a farmer and slowly buying that investor out or retiring farmer out, you yeah, happy days. You can just then work on strategies to get there. Not sure how to word this without sounding cynical, but wondering if there's any fail stories from Cultivate Farm matches and how has the business learned and grown from these mistakes? So I don't know if we have any failures. We've just tried lots of different things, which uh, there's been no life or death results out of that. We are just continually trying to uncover what it means to make it possible for young farmers to own a farm and retiring farmers to step back and how to throw investors there. So uh, we've never locked into anything that legally has bound us to any arrangement that, um, uh, that has gone belly up or anything like that. What we've learned is that this is about relationships and we're just about finding good people to connect them. And luckily all the people we deal with get this bigger vision of what we're trying to do. People get it. You now farmers are getting older, communities are reducing, young people can't get on the farms, which we're trying to resolve it. So naturally the people we talk to across the country 
uh, a part of that bigger vision and desire to help regional communities. So it gives us a bit of flexibility as we work through this. Um, we've had people respond to posts um, claiming or saying that we're a hoax. Uh, we've had a couple of them actually, and I can see why they would say that because it does seem a bit crazy that we're offering farm ownership opportunities here. Um, like that's the dream, and, but we are getting them and we're going to get even more of those. So it's definitely not a hoax. Um, it's probably better ways to make money than run a business like this. Um, we know there's people who out there who are skeptical about what we're doing um, and maybe don't, you know, what are our intentions and they don't understand exactly how this can work. So our job is to just stick around be here year after year and continually present content and show farm matches and prove we're here for the right reasons. And we are, we're here to back you as aspiring farmers, support regional communities and uh, back our farmers. There are people out there who hate the idea of sharing and we've learnt that, um, yeah, sharing ownership for a farm. And so don't see them as, as relevant. They don't see us as relevant. So that's fine. Um, but that's just more of a lesson. Um, we've had farms that no one's applied for that's uh that's tough maybe there's only been a handful but they just haven't been the right ones so it's just you know farms that haven't gone anywhere which is you know tough on everybody we'd love to be able to change that but our goal here is to increase the number of aspiring farmers we have across australia so that you know wherever the farm is you know however far north south west or east and whatever type of farm it is we can find that person or couple that um, can be matched with with a farmer um, and we've had one match that didn't go ahead. So maybe it could be seen as a failure, but it was more that they, the retiring aspiring farmers got to know each other and just realized it probably isn't going to work. I can't remember the exact reasons. Um, but it was fine because at the start and the, the kitchen table, having all these discussions and phone calls and saying, this is about a relationship and you'll get to know each other and don't lock anything in yet. Um, just build something, build a relationship figure out what's the short-term arrangement. Um, and then once you know you like each other, lock it in. And, and they didn't they didn't lock it in, but they might be coming back to it, which is the funny thing. Anyway, that's another discussion. But so no real massive failures, I don't think, just lots of learning and we're just trying our best to help you onto your farm. What happens if the farm doesn't turn a profit, e.g. multiple drought years? First, we make sure that the farm has a plan from the very start before you even um, get onto the farm and start running it. Um, around what's going to happen in the worst situation. So I know which is no longer profitable, whether that's the fault of either party or the environment. Both parties need to know their exit plans, they need to know the risks in investing, and they need to know there's plenty of them. But if the farm doesn't make a profit, then it's up to both parties to figure out uh, the next steps. Do you keep going um, some way? Do you try new things? Do you get more investment? Do you reinvest? Uh, or do you decide to walk away? That's always the risk. That's always the chance here. If you're getting investors or anyone, any party, any business, people can always walk away. That is always the risk. Uh, but hopefully if you've got the right partnership, the right arrangements and running a farm well, uh, you minimize that risk altogether. What kind of preparation does a young farmer need before approaching a retiring farmer or investor? Do they need an existing business that needs to grow, that, need, that needs growth, or just a solid business plan and budget all set out? Yes. Uh, the best way to convince an investor or a retiring farmer is to show that you already have risked your own money, your own time, your own life, you've made money, you've run a farm, you've leased a farm, um, or you're managing a farm, and that you're dedicated to farming. You need to have shown that you're already doing it. Like you can't do anything else. You can't breathe unless you're farming. You see it as a rational investment to invest your money into buying cattle, to leasing land, to setting up a hothouse, whatever it is, you need to show you are willing to invest in yourself 
whether and again, it's not about you investing heaps. It's just about you showing your risk, whatever you have, into that farm or farms or, or lease arrangement, so that somebody looking that you found who can invest or, or share ownership with you will go, oh wow, this farmer obviously knows what they're doing. They they think they're good enough that they back themselves. They try it on a really small scale and they break even or make a little bit of profit. That's amazing given that it's a very small scale, but at least the intent is there. So show your intent, prove your intent. And when you do that, people will pay attention or you're more willing to back you. So get out there and prove that you're best so that those who are looking will want to back you. So that's it. Thank you to the Future Farmer Network and the organising community of the Young Beef Producers Forum 2019 in Roma, Queensland. We love, Claire and I love the presentation. We love being up there. We met at some great farmers, as we always do across Australia. Um, great aspiring farmers where people go, oh, I didn't realise you could own a farm. Thank you very much for outlining that. And now they're on their pathway to owning a farm, even though it's going to be hard, but they'll, they're at it and they'll want it. They realise they really want it. So I hope that helps you. We, uh, we are all about helping you realise that you can own a farm. We want you to go for it. Australia needs the best farmers on the land. Uh, we need good food. Uh, we need great people in our communities uh, farming well and uh, we hope this inspires you a bit more to keep on your dreams uh, farm ownership let's get you farming thanks for your attention we know there are thousands of other things you could be doing or other podcasts you could be listening to but you've chosen to listen to us we appreciate your time so much please reach out uh, as we're happy to work through your farm ownership pathway with you let's get you farming